Support for the MPT Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. The PT Hustle's one-on-one coaching takes out the guesswork of MPT preparation, allowing the unlicensed physical therapist to get a tailored direction and structure that they need in order to pass the MPTE. So forget about the constant frustration of not knowing how to get your score above a 600. Sign up for an in-depth NPTE preparation evaluation today. And that is to get a tailored plan for how to reach NPTE success. Sign up at thepthustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is thepthustle.com forward slash services. The NPTE clinical files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the national physical therapy examination. The NPTE clinical files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is NPTE Clinical Files, one mock NPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the NPTE Clinical Files. This is Kyle Rice, the NPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, the creator of the NPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. And if you haven't already joined my Smart NPTE Prep Group on Facebook, you need to do so today. Every single week, we go over strategies, tips, and tricks to boost your MPTE score, and improve your overall MPTE preparation. So join the Smart MPTE Prep Group on Facebook today, and I will get you in. All right, so our next MPTE clinical file is about John. And John is a 56-year-old patient who is currently being treated in the Neurological Recovery Center post-anterior cerebral artery stroke. The therapist has noticed a gradual reduction in the patient's lower extremity flexor tone over the past two weeks. The patient has started to initiate movements out of synergy. Which of the following interventions would best facilitate motion out of synergy? So we have our answer choices. A, seated marching, alternating the lower extremities. B, seated bilateral shoulder extension, weight bearing through the upper extremities. C, seated heel slides, maintaining dorsiflexion and alternating the lower extremities. And D, transitioning from quadruped to tall kneeling. All right, so when we first take a look at this question, it's really important for us to have an understanding of the anterior cerebral artery stroke. A lot of times we spend quite a bit of time with the middle cerebral artery stroke. That's the most common but we need to have an understanding of the signs and symptoms related to an ACA, all right? And so with this one, we need to understand that the anterior cerebral artery stroke, it is going to impact the midline portions of the frontal lobe and the superior medial parietal lobes, all right? Again, the anterior cerebral artery stroke is gonna impact midline portions of the uh, frontal lobes and the superior medial parietal lobes. And what does that really mean to you? That means that, you know, we're going to have more symptoms, signs and symptoms related to the lower extremity and the lower body. And how could you remember that? I mean, think back to the homunculus, 
right? A lot of us, what we remember seeing is the big lips and the big face and so forth. But if you really take a look at the homunculus tonight, all right, after this episode, you'll see that the area that's affected by the anterior cerebral artery stroke, that is the area where you see the big foot and the leg, all right? And so that is the reason why we're getting this um, this signs or these signs and symptoms related to the lower extremity. So you're going to see spasticity in the lower extremity. You're going to see urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence. Um, you're going to see lower extremity apraxia. All right. So you're going to see a lot of these signs and symptoms related to the lower extremity, but the middle cerebral artery stroke is more upper extremity. And you can also see why on the homunculus. All right. So give that a look. But we have to understand that first before moving on with the rest of the question. The next part of the question states that the therapist has noticed a gradual reduction in the patient's lower extremity spasticity over the past two weeks. All right, for, for this part of the question, you really have to understand Brunstrom stages. You have to remember the seven stages uh, of Brunstrom. You have to remember okay, what stage is this reduction of spasticity really happening in? Do we have that initial reduction in upper uh, lower extremity spasticity? When does that occur? And so, um, you know, it's out of the scope of this specific podcast episode to go into each stage. But I will tell you this, you know, as we get into stage three of the Brunstrom stages, we're talking about maximum spasticity. All right. As we get into stage four, we're talking about that reduction in spasticity. All right. The initial reduction in spasticity, starting to get some voluntary movements. All right. It's a good thing that we want to see. But again, it's still early motion out of um, the initial spasticity uh, that the person has. All right. And so we're seeing here that this person is in a stage four Brunstrom. Uh, the next sentence says that the patient has started to initiate movements out of synergy. That's just reinforcing, supporting the idea that the patient is in stage four. And the stem of this question, the last sentence states, which of the following interventions would best facilitate motion out of synergy? Okay. Before we really dive into the questions and we d dissect these, what I really want you to think about is what is a synergy? What's a synergy pattern even? All right, that's super important for you to know. A synergy is a group of muscles which work together to perform some coordinated task. All right, uh, when we're talking about a flexion synergy pattern, right, in the lower extremities, we're talking about hip flexion, we're talking about knee flexion, we're talking about ankle dorsiflexion. All right, all those motions combined. Okay, so if you see that, if you see all these motions um, together, hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle dorsiflexion, that is a synergy pattern. And the muscles that create those motions are typically spastic in a flexion synergy pattern. All right, and so what we need to do is, you know, as a physical therapist at this point, we want to create motion. We want to facilitate motion out of synergy. So we shouldn't be seeing as an exercise or an intervention, we shouldn't be promoting a lot of those same motions altogether. We shouldn't be promoting hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle dorsiflexion altogether. All right. Again, we want to move out of synergy. 
So let's look at A. A says seated marching, alternating the lower extremities. Ask yourself this question. Where are the hips? Where are the hips when you're doing seated marching? Are they into extension, abduction, adduction, flexion? Where, where are the hips? Hopefully you're telling me that they're moving into pretty much hip flexion the entire time. They're not really moving into hip extension at all, right? They're in flexion. So now we know, okay, that's hip flexion. And then alternating the lower extremities back and forth, lower extremities back and forth. Now here's the deal. Let me ask you, where's the ankles? Where's the knees? Hopefully you're telling me that, oh, well, the knees are also flexed when the person is marching. The ankles may be a neutral, something along the lines of that. Um, so when we're thinking about this, we have hip flexion, knee flexion, maybe ankles in neutral position. That is still promoting an in-synergy pattern, all right? Nothing is promoting the out-of-synergy, all right, pattern. So let's, um, let's not take A. Let's move on to B and see what B has to say. It says seated bilateral shoulder extension, weight-bearing through the upper extremities, all right? So like I told you before, when we very first started this question, we were talking about the anterior cerebral artery stroke and how it affects the lower extremity more, right? More so than the, uh, than the upper extremity. This answer choice is impacting the upper extremity, all right? It's really focused on that. However, the question blatantly states that the person has lower extremity spasticity and we're looking to treat the lower extremity spasticity. Therefore, B is not answering the question. It's an intervention that maybe the patient does need it, but that's not what the question's asking you for. So B is not the right answer. All right, simple as that. C uh, is seated heel slides, maintaining dorsiflexion and alternating lower extremities. Oh, well, this is similar to, to uh, A when we went over it. Think about it. Seated heel slides. What position are we at at the hip? Hopefully you're telling me that we're, we're in hip flexion. And then it says maintaining dorsiflexion, right? And then alternating. And then we're doing heel slides while we're seated. So that means we're doing knee flexion. So guess what? We are putting them into the flexor synergy pattern. At the beginning of this, I told you the flexor synergy pattern was hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle dorsiflexion. That's exactly what C is doing. Person seated, that's hip flexion. Doing heel slides, that's knee flexion. And maintaining dorsiflexion. That is also the flexion synergy pattern, all right? That's like the poster child for flexion synergy pattern. They, they, they were playing with you when they put that answer choice down there. They just wanted you to knock that one out, all right? So C is out. The last one we're dealing with is D at this point, which is transitioning from quadruped to tall kneeling. And with this specific one, you really have to visualize this a bit, see what's happening. Where's the knees? Where's the ankles? Where is the hips? as you're moving from quadruped to tall kneeling. So in my mind, I'm, I'm seeing a person in quadruped, the knees are flexed, ankles are somewhat plantar flexed, right? Because, you know, they're kind of extended out. Um, and so when they're going into a tall kneeling position from quadruped, you can envision, you can, you can imagine them, you know, trying to get up onto their knees standing straight standing straight up but they're they're weight bearing through their knees and thinking about okay now where is the hip what position is the hip in when they are in tall kneeling position well the hip is in extension all right 
And so we have hip extension, knee flexion, and then potentially an ankle plantar flexion. All right. And so what's that doing? That's breaking the flexion synergy pattern. Let me just go back and say that one, one more time about this flexion synergy pattern. It is hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle dorsiflexion. D is transitioning them out of the hip flexion and knee flexion into hip extension and knee flexion. All right, so we're moving them out of that position. We're trying to get them into a position that is out of synergy. So D is your best answer here. All right, so this one tends to be a little bit tough, uh, especially for those of us who are not so, you know, savvy with, you know, neuromuscular, neurological conditions. I will tell you this. This is a primary area to come up on the MPTE. The reason why is it's, it's common. You know, we, we deal with strokes as physical therapists. So this does have a, a high likelihood. Uh, this concept has a high likelihood of coming up on the exam. All right, so you need to know Brunstrom stages. You need to know the differences between a middle and anterior cerebral artery stroke. And you need to know how to intervene, how to treat this condition. All right. So I'm going to leave you with that. Definitely do your due diligence as far as reading about these, learning these. Look at your homunculus. Um, that will also help you to visualize, you know, the different areas of the body that can be affected by a, cere a cerebral artery stroke. All right. Next week, uh, I want you to tune in because it is going to be my one of my favorite cases. It's actually John's sister, this patient's sister, Amy, who hurt her back lifting John out of a chair. And you're going to have the opportunity to figure out what intervention is going to relieve her back pain. I'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. The PT Hustle's one-on-one -on -one coaching takes out the guesswork of MPTE preparation, allowing unlicensed PTs to get the tailored direction and structure that they need in order to pass the MPTE. Do you need one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you need that additional structure and direction in your life? Well, you need to sign up for an in-depth MPT preparation evaluation today. Sign up at theptihustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is theptihustle.com forward slash services.